This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The doomsday clock is now set at 100 seconds to midnight. But are we even closer to the return of Jesus? Are the prophecies we are seeing fulfilled today pushing us closer and closer to the rapture? I don't believe we're just living at the end times. I believe that we're living at the end of the end times. And this is not a fact that's based on tricks or feelings, but what the Bible says, and today I'm sharing a prophetic timeline of where I believe we are in God's end times plan. Welcome to The Tipping Point Show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Welcome back to The Tipping Point Show. I'm Jimmy Evans. Today, I am sharing a prophetic timeline for where I believe we are concerning the end times. To see this week's full show, including my reaction to the rampant anti-Semitism in our world right now, and answering questions like, what are my friends doing in heaven? What are my family members doing in heaven? Join us today as a subscriber at endtimes.com for $7. As a member, you'll get the full Tipping Point Show each week as well as other great End Times content from Dr. Mark Hitchcock and Greg Laurie. Along with great talk content, you'll be a part of our End Times community. And every week, I am amazed at how well our community loves and cares for one another. Now, here's today's teaching. Welcome back to The Tipping Point Show. I'm Jimmy Evans. Last year, I began the year by talking about seven prophetic predictions for 2022. If you're interested in seeing if I was right, about those, you can go back in the archives of endtimes.com and you can look at those. And they were very general, just looking to the year ahead and they all, they all did take place. I just wanna say, I was right because the Bible was right and I was very safe on my predictions, by the way. But the world is getting worse. The world is looking the way the Bible said it would look. And that's all I talked about last year. This year, I want to look at where we are in the end times timeline by looking at an overview of prophecy and how much has been fulfilled and what that means. It'll give us a good idea of how close we are to the return of Jesus. In other words, if we're closer to the return of Jesus, we should see certain prophecies taking place. And I've said before, I'm sure you've heard me say this before, I don't believe we're living in the end times. I believe we're living at the end of the end times, and I believe that can be documented. And I'm gonna spend the next several weeks talking about this in different ways. I'm gonna look at this from different angles of how can you prove, how can you document? I'm not into feelings. I'm not into any of that kind of stuff. I wanna look at the facts prophetically at what the Bible says. Now, you may have heard of the doomsday clock. Uh, and right now, the doomsday clock is set at 100 seconds to midnight 
And this is done by the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists. Now, this is actually founded in 1945 by Albert Einstein and the University of Chicago scientist who helped develop the first atomic weapons in the Manhattan Project. The Bulletin of the Atomic Scientists created the Doomsday Clock two years later using the imagery of a apocalypse midnight and the contemporary idiom of nuclear explosion, countdown to zero, to convey threats to humanity and the planet. The Doomsday Clock is set every year by the Bulletin Science and Security Board in consultation with its board of sponsors, which includes 11 Nobel laureates. And so this is something that many people see today, 100 seconds to midnight, uh, including uh, 11 Nobel laureates. These are smart people. And they're not looking at this prophetically. They're not looking at this from a biblical perspective. They're just saying from a world perspective and all the things, the, the climate change that they say exists, uh, nuclear problems. Of course, we have Russia now threatening. There's thousands of nuclear weapons threatening to use those against people all the time. North Korea, Iran, all the nuclear problems that we have. And they're just saying, is the world vulnerable? Uh, and they're saying, yes, the world is so vulnerable that we're setting this clock at 100 seconds midnight. Well, let me change that a little bit. And let me give you a different perspective. I believe we're about 10 seconds from midnight. When you look at this from a biblical perspective, I believe that we're seconds from midnight because I'm not looking at this the way they're looking at it. I'm looking at it from a perspective of Bible prophecy versus secular reasoning. And I'm not saying they're wrong from a secular perspective because everyone, whether you're saved or not, you know the world's in trouble, big trouble. Everybody knows that. And so the second thing is Jesus is coming. I'm looking at this from the perspective of birth pangs. If, if we're looking at the Bible prophetically and honestly, and we're saying, are the things that were prophesied happening, which they are, okay, that means Jesus is coming. And I believe one of the calls that God's put on my life is to help people understand the days that we're living in to prepare for the coming of Jesus and to relax, to be, to, to, Understand, this is good news. Jesus is coming. It's not the end of the world. It's the beginning of our marriage to Jesus for all of eternity. If you're a believer, now if you're not a believer, you should be terrified. If you're a believer, you need, if you're an unbeliever, you need to get saved. You need to know Jesus. But from a Christian perspective, from a biblical perspective, for the next few weeks, we're going to look at where we are in the prophetic uh, time clock. Where are we? And so we're first of all going to look at the overall prophetic fulfillment of what's taking place. Next program, I'm gonna talk about prophetic timelines. Where are we on a timeline? If you just look at it from a perspective of time, then the third week, I'm gonna talk about ground zero, what's happening in Israel and the birth pangs. Where are the most intense issues happening and what does it mean prophetically? So let me talk in this show about overall prophetic fulfillment. The premise of this teaching is simply to say that if we are in fact at the end of the end times, we should be able to document that by fulfillment of a lot of end times prophecies that are empirical and provable. No emotion, no hype, no tricks, empirical, provable prophecies of what the Bible has to say. So let me give you an example of this. If you go back, uh, let's just say 80 years, to 1943, and we're now in the year 1923, it's a new year, so we're in the, we're in the year 2023, excuse me, I'm old, 2023, and so if you go back to 1943, 80 years ago, and you ask the question, how many end times prophecies had been fulfilled 80 years ago? And the answer to that is very, very few. In fact, just the rumblings, there were some rumblings of 
you know, what was coming, and that is the end times that we're living in now. The first Zionist Congress uh, was established in 1897 by Theodore Herzl. Very, very significant thing, because it, interestingly, 50 years later is when the UN partitioned Palestine, which led to the creation of the State of Israel. So the Zionist Congress in 1897, that was really one of the first things that happened that was kind of a preview of the fact that the end was about to begin. Another very, very important event that happened in the 19th and early 20th centuries was Eleazar ben Yehuda revived the Hebrew language. He was specifically responsible. There is a day in Israel where they celebrate Eleazar ben Yehuda in the birth of the rebirth of the Hebrew language. It, it was a miracle that he did that, but it's also prophetic because Zephaniah chapter 3 and verse 9 says, For then I will restore to the people a pure language, which also means a clear language, that they may all call on the name of the Lord to serve him with one accord. And then this is Jeremiah 31, 23. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, they shall again use this speech in the land of Judah and in its cities when I bring back their captivity. The Lord bless you, O home of justice, O mountain of holiness. In other words, God says, I'm going to bring back the language when I restore them back to their land. And so we were just in Israel uh, in December, and they speak Hebrew. I mean, it's it's a Hebrew-speaking nation. Uh, they read Hebrew. They speak Hebrew. And that is a miracle. The rebirth, not just of Israel, but their language is prophetic. That happened in the late 19th century, early 20th century to prepare for the rebirth of Israel, but there was also the Balfour Declaration in 1917. The Balfour Declaration was a public statement issued by the British government in 1917 during the First World War announcing its support for the establishment of a national home for the Jewish people in Palestine. That's when the Ottoman Empire fell and the British became the controllers through the British mandate of what we know now as Israel, uh, what was then Palestine. And so they wanted there to be a homeland for the Jewish people, and Jews began to immigrate back there. So by the late 19th century, there were the rumbling, the rattling of dry bones. Now, Ezekiel 37, remember Ezekiel 38 and 39 prophesied this coming war with Iran, Russia, Turkey, Syria, all of these nations. You're seeing Gog and Magog happen right now in the world. And we, we were on the Syrian border, the Golan Heights. You see all this happening right now. And so in Ezekiel 37, let me read you part of Ezekiel 37. This is the dry bones. This was happening now in the late 19th and early 20th centuries to prepare for the rebirth of Israel. Listen to the language of Ezekiel 37. Then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They indeed say our bones are dry, our hope is lost, and we ourselves are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, thus says the Lord God, behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up from your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. When I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up from your graves, I will put my spirit in you and you shall live. And I will place you in your own land. You, then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, says the Lord. Now, you have to read that in light of the Holocaust. And so God is talking about the bones of Israel are scattered all over the world and they're dead. And they're saying our hope has been cut off. Six million Jews have been killed. And God says, I'm going to bring you out of your graves and I'm going to bring you back into your own land. Now, God certainly didn't cause the Holocaust. It was caused by the devil and all the evil people and Hitler and all the Nazis. They're the ones responsible for the Holocaust. But Israel would not be a nation today if it were not for the Holocaust. Because the Holocaust 
began a world sympathy for the Jews at the end of the Holocaust when the world watched in horror and guilt of what had happened to the Jews in Germany. And that then led to the creation of the state of Israel. And so God says, I'm going to bring you out of your graves and I'm going to bring you into your own land. Uh, in other words, the people of Israel saying we're cut off. There's no hope for us. We're scattered all over the world. And the dry bones began to rattle. And that began to happen late 19th century, early 20th century. And then Israel became a nation. So let's look at prophetic fulfillment. And we're just going to do a timeline. And that is, if you're looking at prophetic fulfillment, and I'm saying as a Bible teacher, as a prophecy teacher, we are living in the end times. We're living at the end of the end times. You say, well, Jimmy, how do you prove that? Well, I want to prove it through a series of scriptures, but I'm going to use a timeline now in these scriptures to show you where it began and where we are now in that timeline. Prophetic fulfillment number one is 1948. Let's establish 1948 as when the end began. Okay, that began the end times. Okay, Israel was re reborn again as a nation for the second time, this is Isaiah 11, 11. It shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall set his hand again the second time to recover the remnant of his people who are left from Assyria and Egypt, from Pathros and Cush, from Elam and Shinar, from Hamath and the islands of the sea. He will set up a banner for the nations and assemble the outcasts of Israel and gather together the dispersed of Judah from the four corners of of the earth. And so on May 14, 1948, when the British mandate ended over Palestine, Jewish leader David Ben-Gurion announced Israel's independence, which was recognized immediately by President Harry Truman of the United States and many other nations. And Israel was born again on uh, May 14, 1948 in one day. This is prophetic fulfillment number two, 1948. Israel was reborn in one day. Isaiah 66, beginning in verse seven. Before she was in labor, she gave birth. Before her pain came, she delivered a male child. Who has heard such a thing? Who has seen such things? Shall the earth be made to give birth in one day? Or shall a nation be born at once? For as soon as Zion was in labor, she gave birth to her children. This is an absolute miracle that Israel wasn't just reborn. And by the way, when I say that Israel was reborn the second time, Israel has been dispossessed twice. They were dispossessed in the Old Testament by the Babylonians in about 500 B.C., and then 70 years later, they were miraculously reborn as a nation for the first time. The second time they were reborn from all over the world in 1948. And that's what God said. I'm not just bringing you back from Babylon the way I did the first time. I'm bringing you back from all over the world. And that's what happened beginning in 1948 in one day when Israel became a nation. Here's prophetic fulfillment number three. Now we're going to move up in our timeline now to 1967. We begin in 1948, but this scripture had its fulfillment in 1967. Luke 21, beginning in verse 20. When you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, this is Jesus, know that his desolation is near. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let those who are in the midst of her depart. Let not those who are in the country enter her. For these are the days of vengeance, that all things which are written may be fulfilled. But woe to those who are pregnant, to those who are nursing babies in those days, for there will be great distress in the land and wrath upon this people. They will fall by the edge of the sword and be led captive into all nations. And Jerusalem will be trampled by Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. That began in AD 70 when Israel was surrounded by the Romans. The city of Jerusalem was destroyed. The Temple Mount was destroyed. Over a million Jews were killed and the rest were led captive away and ended up in all the nations of the world. So Jesus, when he says, what are those who are nursing babies in those days? 
That was true in AD 70. But then Jesus said they will be scattered into all the world and Jerusalem will be trampled underfoot by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. When the Bible says trample, it means that it's going to be under the control. When, when the Jews are in control, Israel's not trampled, it's, it's governed. But when the non-Jews are in control, it's trampled. In other words, there's something wrong about it. There's something unclean about it. And so the final sentence in the Six-Day War, June of 1967, there was a war that lasted six days, and in those six days, the Israelis took control of East Jerusalem, which they did not have before. So Jerusalem came under the full control of the Jews in June of 1967. That was the fulfillment there of that prophecy. For access to the rest of my prophetic timeline, including what role world and space travel play in the end times, in today's full tipping point show, join us at endtimes.com for $7 a month. If you are a subscriber at endtimes.com, be sure and visit endtimes.com to see today's full show. God bless you. See you next week.